Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, welcome to uh, day two, deuce, not douche, deuce, of your uh, 12 days of replay, as I say, stale bread. Uh, in this particular episode, it's kind of an impromptu almost Jones, where right after CM Punk in his UFC debut fought Mickey Gall, and Mickey was a guest on the Taz show via the phone. So this was very interesting and a very good conversation. Mickey knows his pro wrestling, too. And it was a really cool deal because it was impromptu. And a lot of times on the Taz show, for you that are you know hardcore fans of the show, you know a lot of things happen very impromptu. So this was a case of that. And, and interesting backstory for those that don't know, Video Brian, not to be confused with Video Bryce, that'll be an edit, uh, he, uh, <laughs> his chiropractor is the dad is of... You know, Mickey Gall, which is kind of cool. So we had that little connection there because, of course, Taz knows everybody. So I got I got juice. And Video Brian, of course, he's well connected. So uh, hope you guys enjoyed this. This is Mickey Gall on the Taz Show. It was a really cool conversation. Enjoy. From the heart of New York City. He is the human suplex machine. This is the Taz Show. Yeah, yeah. Talking wrestling, sports, and beyond. It's the Black Tower Maniac coming out of Brooklyn, the one-man crime spree. He gonna leave you shook, try to beat him if you can and survive if he lets you. Human suplex and he coming for you too, better watch out. The guy your mother warned you about, and he's got one question, I'll inform you about like You're not afraid of a little competition, are you? Award-winning host and former world heavyweight champion, Taz. All right, here you go, Friday. You waited all week? You waited all week, jobbers, and here it is. Here it is, and you're gonna get me. You're gonna get me to say it. I guess I just have to do it. Happy Friday, everyone. So yeah, it's Friday. Everybody's getting ready to go into the weekend and go crazy, go nuts, do whatever the hell it is you people do. Some people are working. Some people are going to the park. Some people might be going camping or maybe going to get something to eat over the weekend. I don't know what you're doing. Don't care. Be safe and have fun doing it. This is Taz. Welcome to the Taz Show. Going to have a very packed, fun edition of the show here. Several things we need to speak about. Several things we need to deal with all. Hopefully will be entertaining for you and fun for you. And uh, that's the way we roll here. On the Taz Show, the whole crew is in the in house almost. Almost the whole crew. Right? Almost, yeah. Almost. Almost. Whole, almost whole crew. Attention, yeah. hotline fans. Look, if you want to call the show, you can do that. 866-475-2948. 866-475-2948. Give a call. Talk to your boy here if you want. We'll be here for the next couple hours. We're doing Facebook Live later on, correct? Correct. Fourth quarter city? Of course. I guess I should read the run sheet. Yeah. <sighs> going to talk about my Bill Zuna job yesterday. Last night. Knew it was going to happen. Oh, yeah. Knew it was going to happen. Get into that a little bit. Also, uh, we have a special guest on this edition of the Taz Show. Yes, a special guest via the Skype. The uh, one and only Chris Roach. Yes. <laughs> Excuse me. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Roach will be on the show. Chris Roach, former uh, WWE creative member, writer. And that's where I got to know Chris back in the day. And Chris also uh, on creative with and uh, very much behind the scenes with Lucha Underground. And also... Massive part of uh, being executive producing of X9 Con of Almost Co. Right? That was well said. Yeah, sure. Of the Big Brother. Yeah. So, uh, Chris Roach, yeah, I got to talk to him about a lot of things. We'll talk some wrestling stuff, reminiscing, go back in time, talk to Lucha Underground. He'll be on the Skype. He's in California. He's getting up around 3 a.m. It's going to be great. 
So it's, I can relate. It's going to be early. Yeah, yeah. You are. You are. Um, you you need your sleep. I know. We all know the captain sleeps all weekend. Okay. You know. Look. My sleep. I need sleep. No. You you need to you need to become aggressive in life and win. Okay. And you can't do that while you're counting sheep. Don't you understand? That's part of winning is being awake. You can't succeed while you sleep. I can't sleep. But Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying you can sleep. You can't abuse the option and the privilege we have to sleep. I don't abuse it. The old expression of when you're dead, you can sleep. It's kind of true. You rest in peace. Makes it sound relaxing. But it's but because of what I call it, they call it rest in peace. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, pardon me. Uh, yeah, I need to be inspired here. What do we got? And now, a Taz Show inspirational moment. When opportunity rings, answer the call. Handsome Johnny. Oh, God almighty. I don't give a damn! Uh, now we're doing handsome Johnny quotes, dude? Really? Now we're doing handsome We've Johnny. We've done several. We have? Yeah. Why? <laughs> Stop! Because he's inspiring. No, he's not inspiring. He's annoying. I saw him here earlier. He's running around. He's been getting here early lately. That gets me a little concerned. I don't know what's going Something's on. Something's up. Yeah, he's like, yeah, well, two, you two guys, are, you're scheming. I know what's going on. We're also going to have uh, Lost Mail. Yes, Lost Mail. People love Lost Mail. Lost Mail will be in this edition of the Cash Show. Yeah, Lost Mail will be, you know, this is the segment where basically uh, CBS said, hey, 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 listen, 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 Taz, you got a lot of fan mail, and we want to get it to you. We want to get you the fan mail. And as of the past several times they've got me this mailbag, the mail, a lot of it, is not for me. It's lost, but it's just not lost my mail. It's lost others' mail. So we'll have that. Hopefully there's one or two in there for yours truly. So I'll read a few of those later on in this edition of the show. So, yeah, yesterday, uh, oh, before I get to yesterday, by the way, TazTube Jones, I posted a new uh, video yesterday on TazTube Jones about wrestling announcing from yesterday to today, how it's changed for the better. So you can go to uh, YouTube and go to Taz Tube Jones. Search that. Subscribe if you'd like to. That'd be great. Um, if you don't want to, don't. That's fine too. Check it out. It's all. It's like five six minutes. I you know I, I don't post like super long stuff on there unless I'm doing, you know, a reaction to a show or an MMA fight or something like that. But but uh, some of these things are like food for thought type things and pondering moments kind of. So check it out. Uh, just posted a new one like I said yesterday. Oh, uh, it's over there at Taz Tube Jones. On the YouTube. So, yeah, uh, and some sporting news, and then I'll get into the Taz Bowl, which was the Jets versus the Bills. Yeah, some sporting moves, news, I should say, in the baseball. Yes, MLB baseball. The Yankees, they went out there to Fenway up there in Boston, and the Yankees, uh, well, they lost 7-5. So the Red Sox, their DH, the big poppy, as they call him, poppy, I poppy. The big David Ortiz. I met this guy once. He's actually a really nice guy. He inspired your nickname too, right? No. He's a very nice guy. He's a huge man, by the way. He hit career home run 537, moving him past the great, the great Mickey Mantle of the New York Yankees. That's amazing. When I heard about this stat, I'm like, wow, passing Mickey Mantle. That's like amazing. So now David Ortiz uh, is seventh place. Seventh Hey, listen. Listen, okay, sir? Listen to me. I made him. Uh, you just <laughs> stop it all. No, don't stop it. Listen to me. I make one mistake, and you you are waiting. 
you are sitting on ready, bro. As a producer, as a guy who wants to take over the show with Handsome Johnny, you're sitting there waiting, waiting. He's going to make a mistake now. And I go, oh, uh, yeah, making as uh, David Ortiz goes into seven, 17. You 17. know what would happen if I didn't, right? No. You, you'd be like, man, I wish I had a producer that would have corrected me. Yes. Listen, here's the thing. You don't have to correct me so quickly. Okay, I make many mistakes. That's my gimmick. But the bottom line is, it's not about me. It, it, most of the times it is, but right now it's not. It's about David Ortiz. I'm talking about him. He moves at the 17th place, as the captain said, on the all-time home run list, correct? Yes. That's amazing. That is amazing. I'm surprised Mickey Mantle was only at 17. I thought he'd be higher up. I don't know. I don't know the whole list. You know what I mean? I know the scattered information about mainstream sports, but enough to, you know, let you know, let you know something. I don't know. Some hockey news. The 2016 World Cup of Hockey begins tomorrow in Toronto. Ah, nice. Team USA will face Team Europe at 3.30 p.m. Eastern, so. USA! 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 Don't say USA! You know who that was, right? Iron Sheik. Oh, yeah. The great Iron Sheik. Some college football. Yesterday, I didn't get a chance to watch this. I'm pissed. I, I, my goal is to watch every single college football game I can. I believe that. But I was watching the uh, the Taz Bowl. I got sunk into that. I had a meeting to go to prior to that. I had a lot of stuff going on. whole big thing. All good stuff, though. All good stuff. Yeah, NCAA football, the Houston Cougars, University of Houston, who are basically uh, really uh, looking to be a, a legitimate contender this year. But anyway, they defeated Cincinnati, University of Cincinnati, 40-16. to 16. So uh, Houston's uh, got a pretty good program there out there in the University of Houston. So uh, we'll see what happens this year with these cats. Tonight, I'm looking forward to this game, actually. Uh, Baylor Bears. Baylor is playing Rice at 8 p.m. Eastern. Tell you a quick little tidbit about Rice. You know where Rice is or not? No. Texas, okay? Tell you a little, uh, 99.99% of this, I remember once Steve Austin and I were training or driving, we were somewhere in a building, we were talking, Stone Cold Steve Austin and I, and I don't know, we were talking about football, college football, and I believe, I'm I'm 99.9% sure of this, that Steve Austin's dad, I think, played football at Rice. Rice is a great program. That's like information, like, wow, that's cool, but I... Why would you say that? I don't know. I just it's kind of a trivia. Deal. I have this information, like I have information about scattered things in my life that just stick somewhere in my brain. So it just I had to get it out. So there you go. When I saw Rice playing tonight against Baylor, I I thought of uh, Steve Austin. There you go. Florida State will be playing Louisville tomorrow at 12 p.m. That's gonna be a good game. The Alabama Crimson Tide looks like they might take this whole thing this year. They are just legit. This is going to be a good game. They're playing Ole Miss tomorrow at uh, 3.30 p.m. I told you the thing with Ole Miss, right? You know what went to Ole Miss, right? The Dixie Carter, yes, from the TNA. She went there. Yes. She's a big... Benjamin Shelton? Benjamin Shelton, yes. So uh, Dixie's a big Ole Miss alum, and she's very proud of her school, which is cool. A lot of spirit. So uh, the Fighting Irish at the Notre Dames, they're going to play tomorrow night against uh, Michigan State. Over there in Lansing, Michigan. But where does this game? I don't know if they're home or where. If Michigan State's in Lansing. The Notre if, Dame's at home. They're playing at home? Okay. And then the Buckeyes. This is a big game here tomorrow night. The Buckeyes, Ohio State Buckeyes, are playing JR's Oklahoma Sooners. Boomer Sooner. That should be a pretty good game right there. So now it's time to talk a little NFL here, my friend, you know, because, you know, we're week two, Jones, and basically for yours truly, for my team, you know, for my team, it's uh, it's Dunsky. It's over. And I'm holding my, you know, it's not watching the video, my 
Buffalo Bills helmet. I'm still a proud Bills fan. I'm not a I'm not a suck ass jobber. I'm still gonna stick with my team. We're 0-2 right now. Got beat by my former team, the Jets. Hence why this is called the Taz Bowl. This really sucks. I'll tell you, it was a good game. It was a good game. The Jets won the game 37-31. And they're playing in Buffalo. Uh, I, no one expected two things to happen. I didn't expect. So that means no one expected it. Matt Forte from the Jets, the running back, to have three touchdowns and 100 yards rushing. Not only that, Ryan Fitzpatrick, the quarterback of the Jets, he earned his money yesterday. He threw for almost 400 yards. What was his? He ended up with 374 yards. He went 24 for 34, and he had uh, one touchdown. He looked awesome. He looked great. He played great. I got to say, you know what? My team, the Bills, we've got pretty good cornerbacks, good defensive backfield there. Hence why me, the idiot that I am, Eric Decker is on my fantasy team. And where was he yesterday for me? On the bench. And why am I still holding this helmet like this? This whole is just as awkward. It's kind of Shakespearean. <laughs> Eric Decker I had on the bench because of the defensive backs we have with the Bills. I didn't think Decker was going to play. Just give me his thumbs when you get a chance. But he tore it up. He played great. He had a couple touchdowns too, I think. He had a, a ton of yards. Man, I'll tell you what. I got nervous start at, towards the end of that game there. In the fourth quarter, I think it was. Tyrod Taylor. You know, kid, I, he played really good, too. I mean, Tyrod Taylor, you know, quarterback for the Bills, he was 18 for 30, threw for almost 300 yards, three touchdowns. But, I mean, just off the offense for the Bills just wasn't – look, they were throwing, like, you know, big bombs and, you know, and getting big play, getting big numbers on big plays, but it wasn't a consistent amount of, uh, you know, of yardage. Like, the Jets were just dominating the clock, time management – just really, it was just impressive. I don't think the Bills were doing that. What, what's the uh, Decker had six receptions, 126 yards, and one touchdown. Yeah, so I don't know how many points he got. I'm afraid to look at my bench on my team. He's got to be, I would think he's in that 16-point range or somewhere in that world, right? I mean, why am I still holding this helmet? <laughs> I got to put it on my trophy. Oh, look at that, dude. Look how good that looks. That's why you got to watch the video. You guys are missing stuff like that. Look at that cap. Put it on the trophy. Oh, yeah, this is amazing video stuff. Look Decker picked up 18 points in fantasy. On my bench. <laughs> well done, Taz. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I didn't play Decker, which was just a dumb move. Uh, so, yeah, we're 0-2. The Jets, both the Jets and the, and the Bills, this was a must win for either team. Uh, the Jets now, they, they, they have a very tough schedule ahead of them. So they need to win this game. I, I'm, I'm pulling for the Jets to do great. You know, my deal, I'm a Jeff fan, kind of still. But I'm a Bills fan. Bills are done. We, we got nothing. We're 0-2 already. You're 0-2 at this point in the NFL, the way it works. You're just not. You're just done. You're just simply done. You're done. Yeah, you're not coming back. It's like college football. You get college football teams that go 0-2, 0-3. I know. I know. Hold on. Let me back up. Has you're not an expert. I never claimed to be an effing expert. Okay, I have an opinion. I'm a football fan. I played a little football. I buckled it up. See, some leather popping out there, bitches. Told you that story. Am I a gridiron great like Mojo Riley? No. He popped them out. <laughs> you get hype. I get hype. <laughs> I get hype. Mojo stays hype. Mojo you get just hype stays now. hype. <laughs> I'm like Zack Ryder. Sometimes Zack's hype. Sometimes he's not. No, listen, man. It's like college football, like I'm saying. You know, some of these college programs, 
if you lose the first two games of the season and you're like let's say hypothetically a top 20 team I mean good luck you get into any big bowl I mean it's just it's just hard same with the NFL here it's like <clears throat> Bills what are we gonna do here what are we gonna do you know it's just it's problems more football news a man in a very convincing Tom Brady mask attended a Patriots Cardinals game this was last week last week's game this is freaky okay it, yeah and I think we need to get one of these masks in the studio and handsome Johnny should walk around with it and I will throw things at him. <laughs> Look, there's the video. Go watch the video. Look at that shot right there of Tom Brady. That's not Tom Brady, I no. should say. It's a fan with a Tom Brady mask. Dude, that looks like Photoshop City right there. It's it's just freaky. It's freaky. Dude, that's weird. That looks just like him. The guy was just walking around during the tailgating party. He was hanging out. Bro, you should get a mask like that walk around. You'll have a supermodel girlfriend. <laughs> Could you imagine? That'd be great. Be a hell of a secret to have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Last Friday, we're full of jocularity, Captain. This week, this Friday, you're deadpan Jones again. What's going on with you? You all right? I'm keeping you on edge. Uh, no. you, ne- you never know what you're going to get. You're keeping me bored. That's who you're keeping me. Good. So, uh, yeah. Way to go, buddy. Yeah, uh, Nevada Oversight. No, what is this? The Oversight Committee? What the hell is an Oversight Committee? They look over things? Exactly. I need to get one of those. And they write things off. Yeah, they voted unanimous. Son of a. Unanimous. Unanimously. Yes. Yes. Absolutely they did. (sighs) Recommended a $750 million gimmick in public funding to build an NFL stadium in Las Vegas. Now, this is about the Raiders, right? The Raiders? Exactly. They're trying to lure the Raiders over. Yes. Well, I'll tell you what. $750 million would lure me in. $750 would lure me in. I'll move to Vegas for 750 bucks. Where's Mike today? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's got to fund that. <laughs> How about, uh, what's his name, Antonio Brown, the great wide receiver uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, who Crying Brian has in his damn fantasy football. That pisses me off. Brian had the first pick in our draft. I had second. I was going to go right for Brown, too. Let's not forget to mention this week's uh, Battle of the Bryans. Oh. In our uh, fantasy league. So if, and you're facing Johnny, remember? Yeah, we made a mistake. I, I thought I was facing um, I thought I was facing uh, video. I thought I was facing Crying Brian. I'm facing the handsome Johnny. Handsome Johnny, unfortunately for me, last night had Matt Forte. He has Matt Forte. Matt Forte pulled in 28 fantasy points. Yeah, 28. So right now, my team, the Dons, against his team. What is it? Gimmick, gimmick, Von Pick. What's the name of his team? Uh, Otto Von Pixmark. That's Johnny, a uh, handsome Johnny, Adam Von's Pixmark. Slamming bods and beyond. Well, anyway, he, handsome Johnny, his team, he's got 28. I got zero right now, but, you know, I still got my whole. I didn't play anyone yesterday. No one played. So, um, but that's a lot. Forte, I never thought he'd get 28 points. Damn it. And then handsome Johnny's got to have him. Dude, if handsome Johnny beats me this week, <laughs> I might have to retire out of this fantasy football thing. I'm telling you right now, I got people on Twitter. Yes, I'm tweeting. And we're talking about, uh, you know, we're talking about, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I'm giving people advice now on fantasy football. I think I saw a couple of those tweets. Yeah, on the quarterback situation. So I'm telling one cat, I can't remember who it was. Yeah, go with Andrew Luck. He's got Andrew Luck like I do. Go with Luck, go with Luck, go with Luck. Then I backtracked Jones a couple hours later. I started doing some research. Because <laughs> I, I, I was confused. I thought the Colts were playing the, the uh, what do you call it, the uh, Broncos in Indy. They're not. They're playing them in Denver. And Denver's got a legitimate defense. So... Then I, I'm kind of thinking I might stop Philip Rivers instead of uh, Andrew Luck. 
That's that's. Someone's listening to the podcast version of the show now that you were talking to on Monday or something. Like, Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think of that. Uh, speaking of the podcast version, you know, you know, I don't know if you noticed, dude. On uh, I sent a tweet out too because Seth and these guys here, the whole team here, they they set something up, played at CBS with iTunes. You know what's going on? There are I think more episodes available now. Correct, like the, old school ones. The limit was set to 200 for some reason. I'm not sure exactly why. It's been set to the maximum limit now of 500 episodes. <laughs> Dude, nobody does that when he shows. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I, I quasi-joke about this. I'm not really a podcast because, you know, podcasts are normally once a week or maybe twice a week for the most part. Not, I don't want to judge all of them. So now you can – so basically, how do I explain this to people, Captain? So basically, they can check out old human there, podcast machines. Are podcast aggregators, apps, and stuff like that, where you can download whatever uh, <sighs> podcast you want? One more word, and I'm hanging up on you. Dude, what are you talking about? Algorithms? What is that? <laughs> aggregators. What they, does that they even mean? podcasts. You think people know what that means? They do now. <laughs> you're, you're just too intelligent. You had a 96 average in high school, bro. When I cared. That was the last time I That's cared. always the qualifier. Always. Hey, Derek in Boston, you're on the Taz Show. Hey, what's going on there, Taz? How are you there, buddy? What's going on in uh, Boston now? Not, not, not too bad. It's been a little while since I called in. I just oh, yeah. got back again from another detachment and uh, figured I'd give you a call. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm, it's nice to hear you safe and sound. Uh, are you going to sit here and praise Tom Brady? What are you looking to do? Well, a little bit. But first, <laughs> I, I just want to let you know, you are over like Rover in the military. Really? Dude, seriously? Yeah. I started a new uh, training school today. I walk into the classroom, and they got the Taz show playing in the classroom. No Come on. Don't lie. Seriously? I'm, I'm dead serious. He had the computer open. He's got the Taz show playing. Wow, that's really awesome to hear. Well, I appreciate that, man. All the men and women of our country here checking out the Taz show. Maybe not all of you guys, but the— you know, It should be all of us. They so. should be. It should be all of you guys. That's right. Every branch Absolutely. of the service. Everybody. Absolutely. <laughs> no, it's awesome, bro. That's nice here. Thank you for sharing that, man. Seriously. Yeah. But uh, I have a conspiracy theory. I have a lot of thought. them. I know the feeling. Yeah. yeah. So that fan wearing the Brady mask at the, at the uh, game? Yeah. I think he was the one— that potentially deflated the balls, not Tom Brady. Oh, look at this. Why wouldn't you, Derek, a fan from Boston, a Red, a Red Sox Patriot fan, I'm sure, right? I'm sure you love your Red Sox. Oh, absolutely. I love Did my... he take the balls and order the equipment guy to alter them? So so, so you're telling me it definitely wasn't Tom Brady. It might have been this guy. There's some kind of a, yeah. Hmm. I think I think it's Roger Goodell in a Tom Brady mask. That in Brady. Hey, Brady! <laughs> Derek, nice try, buddy. I don't think so. <laughs> eh, we'll, see. well, look, man, I appreciate you calling, buddy. Hey, thanks, Dad. Stay safe, bro. Talk to you soon. All Be right. good. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. That's cool, man. See, see, it's good to be over with the military, you know, because, you know, sometimes you need those guys, uh, like in my daily life. I want to borrow a tank or something, <laughs> you know, contact somebody in the Marine Corps or the Army. I said, I want to go, on, I want to, go to Cape Cod on vacation. Call my man Derek. I'll get one of those big tanker ships. You know what I mean? I think you might be the reason why the phrase please remain calm is trending right now on Twitter. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it's, it's just trend. Please remain <laughs> calm. <laughs> Bro, is that a bad thing that, that that's trending? I mean, we're going to look into that. I'm sitting there laughing full of jocularity. And it's like, I got a tank. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. We'll take that part out of the podcast version. Show. No, no. I was going to make it slightly louder. <laughs> 
Oh, man, that's too much. By the way, uh, in some other news that really um, really has uh, nothing to do with anything, but I just wanted to bring this up. I, I know you found this information about Chipotle and Google. Yeah, the uh, Google parent company, Alphabet. What? Google is owned by a company named Alphabet. Are you kidding me? No. Thanks. Okay, so what, what are they doing? They're doing some burrito? They're testing burrito delivery via drones on the uh, campus of Virginia Tech. They started that this week. <sighs> that is genius. Okay, all those students at Virginia Tech, those Hokies, they're going to be so ecstatic. That is awesome. And hopefully they're not charging these kids. Freebie Jones, I would hope. <laughs> yeah, you I have no idea. You got to give it for free. Oh, no, no. I think they have, like, Google Pay attached to the drones. Oh, so you pay with your phone. no. No, no. Do that! Give the kids burritos. Give those uh, students burritos over there at Virginia Tech. You got that? So they're going to deliver these things on a drone? Really? Yeah, they've been doing it all week. They just started this week testing it out. See, why don't we have cool stuff like this on the show? Why doesn't Johnny set this up with like Google and the Alphabet Company? Why? Why? We got to get Matt Hardy on the phone. Matt Hardy? What is that? What do you mean, Matt Hardy? The drones and the. Oh. <laughs> Come on, the captain. He's too much. He's absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I don't want to, you know, I don't like to do the spoiler thing here, like as far as wrestling stuff, you know, but I, I know um, there's like a couple of, ah, gosh, yeah, I don't want to say it, but there's, there's a couple of interesting spoilers I noticed uh, on PW Insider. Can't say it though, right? So, why would I bring up the spoiler? <laughs> I, I feel bad now that I, I brought it up. There's two cool spoilers they got going on. I mean, one of them is not about a debut. The other one's about a debut. I'm getting close to just spoiling the spoiler. You realize that? I don't want to do it. I think you do. You know what I'm talking about, right? I don't read spoilers. No, but... Oh, you really don't read them? See, I read them. I just... I don't talk Most about them. Most of the time. I don't... Oh, I shouldn't say I don't... I don't always read them. I shouldn't say that. But I know today was a slow news day with the business, so I was looking at it, and uh, I saw it, so I don't normally... You know... I, well, now that you're talking about it. Nah, I can't. I don't want to do that. No, because um, way back when we first started the show, uh, you might have, this might have been before you were on the show, I, I uh, spoiled something without meaning it. And several people were, like, upset, like, oh, dude, why'd you do that? You know, they were right. You know, fans, they were absolutely right. And I, I'm like, ah. Oh. You know, when you're not used to doing a live daily show, you know, and you're just kind of talking about some news and wrestling, and you say that, you know, it's kind of like, uh you don't mean it. Oh, and by the way, side note, Jones, I should have mentioned at the top of the show, right? We got in the Indies this Monday, right? Upcoming this Monday. Come yeah. this Monday, and we have Taylor Hendricks. Correct. She will be on this edition of Indie Indies, so we're looking forward to that, by the way. I should have mentioned at the top of the show I didn't. In the Indies, yes. The very popular Taylor Hendricks. This girl, she's working all over the place. She's everywhere. Everywhere. I mean, that's, that's the beauty of it. There's, there's the graphic for those watching the, uh, the video in the Indies right there. There's a weekly report of what's hot. On the independent pro wrestling scene, and we have three roving reporters, for lack of terms. Uh, three awesome wrestlers, three awesome ladies, Indiana, Taylor, and Veda. So they um, they alternate, basically. So uh, that, should be, uh, that should be really good. Also working on a special guest, possibly for next week. Surprise guest, which is going to... It's sixty percent sure that uh, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Sixty percent chance this is going to happen. You talking about next Friday? 
Not Friday. Okay. I'm talking about maybe during the week next week. You might not know about this, Captain. No, I don't. I know, know about another guest that I just got in touch with yesterday for next for the following Friday that I guess we'll announce next week. Yeah, we'll announce that guest. Now he that guest is a wrestler. Yes. Right. That guest we will announce next week. Right? But I you know, there's someone I'm working on that you don't even know I'm working on. Nope. Because I have all the people that work on stuff for me. Not just you, Captain. You're the producer. You, you know, you, you're always hustling, bustling. I'm over like Rover. You're doing all the groundwork. That's the gimmick. And by the way, before we go to break, I want to point something out, too. It was interesting because we were talking about, uh, we had Handsome Johnny here before the show, and you and Johnny and me were getting a conversation about a uh, possibility of, you know, when we do Facebook Live, not today, but in the future, I was trying to think of a different way to do it from a technical standpoint, and you don't need to know all the, uh, the nooks and crannies of the conversation, folks, but it was very funny to see yourself, Captain, and Handsome Johnny get into a, not an argument, but a, a, conversation. a respectful conversation about audio on how the audio needs to be done and how Johnny, in his most sincere honesty, <laughs> really was trying to tell you how the audio needs to be done, and you were such a gentleman about this. <laughs> I, I, I was, do my best. I couldn't be. get my phone out of my bag quick. I was trying to. I wanted to tape this with my phone, and I, and I didn't get it done. I, this would have been great just to show people. Oh my god! And at one point, I just said, "Johnny, you're telling this guy. Look, the captain. I said he doesn't know a lot about a lot of things, but audio, he knows about. Yes. Okay. So why are you trying to tell a man who's an expert at this?" You know how you become an expert at something, by the way? You make a lot of mistakes. No. That's the wrong answer. The way you become an expert is, I got to get this right, you have to do something for at least 10,000 hours for, I want to say it's a certain amount of years straight or something like that, over a certain amount of years. There's a true stat, you know. I think it's 10 years. Oh, you know about this. what I got my being told. Oh, you're being told by some of the expert staff behind the scenes. By the video room. What is it, over 10 years? Yes. So, uh, you know, some of the things that I expertise about it here, well, then I'm definitely an expert on it. But you, Captain, I would say if those stats are right, you'd be an audio expert. That's spectacular. I did it in half the time then. What do you mean? Oh, you did 10,000 hours last week right here on the show. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> no, so wait, you, you've been doing audio while you were in college. I did radio it. then, but I didn't really get into production until about five years ago. Well, what did you do in radio? you did radio. What are you, Howard Stern? What did you do in Played, radio? It was rock radio. Okay, you played music. You yeah. were a DJ. D- Play like, CDs, talk a little bit. A lot different than this. DJ Jones. There you'd get yelled at for talking too much. Here I get yelled at for not talking enough. <sighs> Good point. Well, on that note, you know, follow that line. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you just reminded me of something else talking about Johnny earlier. <laughs> what? Remember during the special how he's directing Seth? <laughs> when? What to do you use mean? the microphone. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got to tell you guys this. This is funny. Before we go to break, check it out. So... Yeah, uh, the the one microphone uh, the, to my to my right when we have a guest, yeah, we have uh, someone sit in there. So Seth was, you know, when we did the uh, w- one year anniversary show the other day, Seth was <laughs> comes in and uh, he sits down before we're on air. Johnny comes in and tells Seth how to use this particular microphone to my right. I, I'll try and get it in the shot here if I can. Bear with me. And uh, this mic here that you guys see me grabbing. Okay, so he's trying to tell him how to use the mic under the windscreen and what's there. And Seth is just looking at him. And meanwhile, I'm thinking, Seth is the lead producer of Play It. 
Like he, all these, he's, he's in charge of all these podcasts, and Johnny's telling him how to work the mic. Seth just looked at him like, dude, go away. Please leave now. He's too much. He's too much. Handsome Johnny, please stop. Please. Slamming bods and beyond. All right, on that note, we're going to go to break. Uh, we're going to have lost mail in the next segment. Uh, we'll deal with your phone calls, 866-475-2948. And uh, that's it. We're right back on the test show. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. So I got the, later on, I got a, another appointment, Acupuncture City. Got to go back, Clip Joint Jones. Yep. Pin Cushion Pete. Stick them, buddy. Stick them. Going to get a whole bunch stuck in my back, stuck in the back of my triceps, my calves, my Achilles. Hopefully you don't stick one in my ass neck. Just, just, lay, just lay down. Take your shirt off. Take your socks off. All right, we're going to slap some cream on your ass. Huh? What the hell? What do you mean? I got, I got a problem with my hand. That's all right. Trust me. I've been doing this for years. Okay, sir. Oh, yeah. Very uncomfortable. Let's take a look at those teeth. <laughs> what the hell? This is what happens, man. It's bad. So I'm going there to the acupuncture. Hopefully, I make it in Monday. That's why I made sure uh, I showered today. You know, <laughs> you don't want to go. Sometimes I try to have a little fun when I go to a doctor. I don't shower for a couple of days. Take a little gag I pulled. Same with the dentist. Everybody goes <clears throat> and they use mouthwash before they go to the dentist. They brush their teeth. There's no need for that. Make it entertaining. Make it uncomfortable for the guy. Don't put him in charge. You're in charge. <clears throat> you say that. You you sit there in the dentist. And this guy's working on your teeth. And you brush your teeth, it smells minty clean. He's wearing a mask anyway. These guys, you know what? Don't make it easy on him. You are in control. And you know what else? Don't let him tell you when to spit. Surprise Just spit. That's a great point, Captain. Don't need your mouth washed when you go. Take a couple days and don't brush it up. Have ass breath. It's okay. Eat a lot of garlic. Garlic. Maybe just have uh, some... uh, Cayenne pepper. Do something. Cheesy. Eat cheese stuff. And let it sit in your mouth. Then eat some peanut butter after that. Have some coffee. Go right in. Oh, yeah. And leave that stuff in your teeth. Let it work. Let it work his ass off with that little knife he uses and pulls that stuff out of your teeth. Watch it pull chunks of, like, stew out of your mouth. Potatoes. I see you had uh, celery. Oh, yeah, that was last week. Thank you, sir. Take it out of there. You're in control at the doctor. But I showered today. So I don't know this acupuncturist. I only went there once so far. Mr. Nice Guy over here. Yeah, next week I won't. I'm going to come in there filthy Jones. Oh, yeah. Smelling like B.O., body odor. Smelling like I just ran a marathon. <sighs> shave, too, bro. You got to shave. You know, I got my friends over at Dollar Shave Club. Got a great deal, bro. Great deal. First month free. Dollar Shave Club, bro. Legit. Okay, legit, everybody knows Dollar Shave Club. Look, their club, it's insane, dude. It's insane, okay? Over 3 million people are in the Dollar Shave Club, dude, and I have their stuff, and it is phenomenal. I use not just their razors. 
which are insanely high quality. Okay, I use all the other products. The body wash, I use their soap, the bar of soap they use. You want to talk about getting yourself clean. This will clean you up a little bit. Captain, you look like you might need a little bath. So you might want to get on top of this. I'm just letting you know. Just a little bath? <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. They got great stuff. The post-shave gimmick, okay, when you shave and then you, they have this, like, aftershave cream type stuff, it's phenomenal. But before that, the shave butter. Ah! Dollar Shave Club, baby. Okay? I get a first-class shave, baby, when I use the executive blades. That's the way to go for me. And then they have their Dr. Carver, like I said, the shave butter. Okay? The blade, by the way, when you use the shave butter, it just gently slides for the smoothest shave right across your skin, bro. It's unbelievable. And you get the closest shave ever. No no joke. You're not getting cuts and nicks. You're not going to go spend tons of you know money on, on razors. You're getting fair pricing with awesome quality. Dollar Shave Club, you can look and smell and shave like a million bucks without paying a million bucks. So here's your chance to see where over 3 million members like me Love Dollar Shave Club. Dollar Shave Club is so confident in the quality of all their products and brand, you now can join the first month for the club of the club free. Just pay shipping, and that's it. After that, it's a few bucks a month, no long-term commitment, no hidden fees. You can bail out anytime you want. Anytime you want. Go to just basically what you gotta do is go to dollarshaveclub.com slash taz. Dollarshaveclub.com slash T-A-Z. Telling you right now. Can't go wrong. Jump on. Handsome Johnny's begging for some. I know that. He's always asking me about the, hey, Taz, I got to get hooked up. I Go on the site and join the club. I got to give you stuff for free. Come on. You think I, I'm in the club. Get in the club. So anyway, all right. So we got a busy show coming up. We got Chris Roach, as I said, coming up in a little while from, uh, from Lucha Underground and also, obviously, from Big Brother. So I want to talk to him a little bit. Now we got a lot of Big Brother fans that listen to watch the show. I think it's time. I got all these lost mails. There's a lot of them. I, I got to get into this. Are we okay to do this right now? Looks like the Postal Service has misdelivered another sack of mail. Let's see what Taz finds in this bag of lost fan mail. All right, jobbers. Let's see what we got here. Oh, hopefully there's one to me. This seems like there's something, like a packet or something in here. I can't get this thing. Do they like super glue these things in here? Like, what is the deal? Shimmy crap. Might have been sitting around for a while. Oh, look at this. That's why you gotta watch the video. There's like a bag on it. It's like a tea bag. What the hell? So, um, (laughs) let's see. Let me read this. Dear Taz. Oh, dear Taz. It's made to me, bro. This one's to me. The executive team here at CBS. Uh oh. Oh. This might be my notice, but right in here, I'm done. Oh, no. Dear Taz, the executive team here at CBS wants to congratulate you on celebrating one year of the Taz Show. Yes! They noticed. They know I was here. They know I'm here. We totally did not forget! Exclamation point! He put an exclamation point! We also totally believed the show would last this long. Bro, look at this. How great. They believe in me. They believe in me. Attached as a small token of our appreciation, sincerely, the CBS executive team. Okay. Bro, it's a little bag with sugar in it. It's sugar in there, bro. Packets of sugar? They gave me four packets of sugar. Hey, let's zoom in on this, if you can. I don't know if you could zoom on that. It's, oh, camera oh, 51. Camera 51 out of nowhere. Look at that. Sugar bags. 
They had these same sugar bags in the in the in the uh, pantry. Dude, they just you, you saying they just walked past the pantry? <laughs> oh god, that sucks. That see, that's 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 their way of being sarcastic. That's their way. That's their way of just sticking it right to me. You know the expression, the man is sticking it to me. You know your boss? No, no. I get stuck by the man daily here. I'm getting stuck later on too at the acupuncturist. What the hell? Uh, let's see. Hopefully the next one's better than that one, because that one pissed me off. Oh, here we go. Lost Mail Jones. Alright, here we go. What is this? Well, as usual, this one's not to me. Oh, this is funny. Look at this. Bro, you're not going to believe what this is made out to. Alright, this is going to be good. Dear Mr. Vance McMahon-a-tee. <laughs> Vance mcmahon a T. On behalf of OmniPole International, I would like to personally thank you for choosing our company to service all your internet needs. Huh, this is weird. We have successfully completed installation of our most advanced tri-band wireless routers to your entire fleet of blue-collar Learjets. <laughs> as, requ <laughs> as requested... The password to each of these units has been set to the phrase Orange 13. We look forward to continuing our professional relationship with your company for many years to come. Sincerely, Executive Vice President of OmniPole International, Lloyd Addison Jones. <laughs> Bro, I got a feeling I know who that was going to. To a black jet somewhere. What is going on? Wow, that's got to be expensive, right? Omnipole? That's like an entire fleet of planes? Blue collar. Well, because Vince is blue collar. Yeah, I told you guys the story. <laughs> that, wow. Oh, yeah. Vance, Vance. Vance. <laughs> oh, that's right. My bad. I said Vince. What the hell am I thinking? Come on now. Stop it. Will you stop? What the hell? All right, last but not least. Actually, last but least. Hold on a minute. All right, let's see what we got here. Oh, boy. Uh, this one's not made out to me. Ah, dear handsome Johnny. Slamming bods and beyond. How does the empty call room feel? Do you still get Taz the dirty hot dog water? <laughs> does he still yank your tail on the show? Honestly, that relationship is unhealthy. You need to get out of there. All caps. I tried telling Captain Tom, but it seems like he has Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> You know what that means, right? Yes. What does it mean? I'm being held captive, but I've begun to identify with my captor. Yes. I know. <laughs> Ew, you say it was funny. I know you love the Big Apple, but Callie has it better. Oh, I know who this is from. But Callie has it better. Better food, girls you haven't ghosted. <laughs> and the best thing, Taz isn't here. Leave while you can. Survive if you email me. Sincerely, intern 164, Jasmine Pack at Jasmine. P.S. Leave your girl pants in New York. <laughs> <laughs> Jasmine trying to get my crew out of here. She's trying to poison all you guys. That's the problem. Dude, I swear. I mean, that's the other thing. Like, remember early on when you first started the amount of interns on the show? It was like out of control, dude. It was out of control. 
trying to get a little more organized, but it's just not happening. No, it keeps growing. No, it's, it just keeps growing. It, it's it's annoying. I don't understand. I, I mean, I don't understand what more to do. You know what I mean? I really don't. It's not. It's not. My, my, not on my call. I'm nice to everybody here. You know that. Of course. It's just sometimes I don't. You know, uh, I can be a little irascible and I can get a little tough sometimes. And um, why are you yelling? It's just that's what happens. Jared Robinson on the Twitter, at Jared Robinson, he knows the deal. Bro, I use the at Dollar Shave Club for everything now. See that? Razors, shave gel, body wash, the whole nine yards. The Tash Show. Yes! See, that's what I'm saying. That's Support the sponsors of the show. You're getting free content here, guys. Ten hours. Insight, expertise, all this stuff. Jocularity, sophomoreism, interaction. Buy a razor. Do something for yourself. What more can I do? That's just funny about the dentist. Vin at V Tortoria says, I got to eat the blue cheese before the dentist. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, that's disgusting. I can't eat blue cheese, dude. I hate blue cheese. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of blue cheese. I don't like blue cheese. No, no. No, never. No, I mean, I like most foods. I like to eat. I like lots of cheeses. Yeah. Blue cheese. Yeah, no, 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 I don't do the blue cheese. I mean, what would you say your favorite cheese is? I, I, man, feta. How's that? No one cares. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I'm not going to fall into your racist human just because you're Greek. Okay, I'm not going to fall. That's like, that's like uh, Seth when he's on the show. He, he got to hit me with 10,000 Jewish jokes because you know, he's Jewish. Okay. He, he's Jewish? Yeah. <laughs> Seth, you can make Jewish jokes. I can't. That's not, you know, that's not PC. I throw mozzarella in there, too. Hey, now I that's like racist Mozzarella against me. I don't like that right there. No, seriously, I love oh. it. Don't Melt it on everything. Okay, yeah, but who, I don't care. Stop talking, please. Jesus off the hook. <laughs> Alex in Omaha, you're on the Taz Show. Alex. What's up, Taz? What's going on in Husker country, buddy? Not much, man. We're just driving out here after a huge storm we had last night, man. Oh, you okay now? You good? I think so, man. I'm going to live, man. It's going to be all right. Praise God. That's good, buddy. What's up, man? What do you want to talk about? Who doesn't like blue cheese, man? Come on. I don't like blue cheese, Alex. I don't know what to tell you. I just I like all the other cheeses. I don't hey, like man, the, that, I like the Halvati. What's that? That's un-American. Did you say un-American? That's un-American. Blue cheese, man. That's, that's as American as apple pie. Oh, man. yeah. Okay. Just like hot dogs. I hear you. <laughs> hot dog like water. Hot dog and, uh, apple pie. Beer. <laughs> Oh, that, yeah, man. That's, that's all American. What's up, big oh, guy? Man, uh, I guess I'm calling. I'm going to my first NXT show tomorrow, and I've never even seen the NXT show because I, you know, I had the network for a minute, but I got kind of bored with it. Yeah. I'm kind of a casual fan right now. So, I mean, just just off of what I hear from your guys' show, am I supposed to start shouting this is awesome before <laughs> the show begins? Or is it. Hold on. Yes, that's the one thing, Alice, you have to do. That's the first thing. You got to do it as you're entering the venue. Yes, yes, you have to change. I mean, I I know Captain's been to like 72 shows. So, (laughs) I mean, is it every five minutes or do I pace myself? I don't want to lose my voice. There's a a counter. They'll they'll give you cues. (laughs) Oh, okay. Hey, well, you know what? That's all I really need. I appreciate the advice and uh, hopefully it's a great show. You know, I don't don't know what to expect. Oh, too much, dude. Well, look. Have a good time there, Alex, okay? All right, man. Thanks. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. Because <laughs> I'll tell you, the best calls, bro. I got the best calls in the show. I, I can't. I really, I can't. Uh, I got some witty folks. I got some wise guys. It's all good. 
It's all good. I don't know why they get like that. I don't know where they're getting that from. I really don't. Uh, are we gonna? So we're gonna do like I said, Facebook fourth quarter city. Fourth quarter. We're gonna have Chris Roach on in fourth quarter. Correct. Okay, so that'll all work out perfect because that's um, that's you know I have a lot of questions about the Big Brother. I was gonna talk about Big Brother in um, segment one, but I figured why not? I'll just wait. Uh, I didn't catch Lucha Underground this past week. I watched a little bit. Like I told, we didn't get a chance on Thursday yesterday, right? Yeah. You saw it. I caught Mil like Maltese was back. I know 80, that. 85% of it, yes. What stuck out? Give me something. Oh, he was. No, not about Mil Back in, in general, like we didn't get a chance. I know you're gathering your notes. It was kind of an interesting backstory on in what appeared to be Katrina. What do you mean? I, cause I couldn't like a, hear it. That's why I didn't have the, it on. It was like a deathbed scene with a little girl. I did and see a that. Medallion. <clears throat> From what I could gather by the end of the show, that little girl was Katrina. Oh. Because as the show was ending, Katrina holds up half of that medallion and goes, I've been waiting hundreds of years for this. Oh, okay. So that was interesting. You have the lineup who worked, or just grab it. Just give Who was the, because uh, again, I don't remember who worked, because I was watching the CWC, and I caught a teeny bit of the NXT. I didn't even watch a lot of NXT, but the CWC was two hours, so it was all over that. So I'm just saying, especially, it's becoming to a point where it's like Wednesdays. It's like there's just so much wrestling content on. It's like... Out of control, Jones. Uh, Dr. Wagner Jr. opened it up in a Legend. quick match. Legend. Yeah. I'm sorry. Who do you work with? Uh, Mascarita Sagrada. So, a little guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah it was yeah, a yeah, very yeah. quick match. Yeah. It was a quick match. Okay. Very quick. Okay. Yeah, Wagner yeah. won real fast. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, Mil Muertes faced Argenis. Oh, okay. Nice. Nice. And Muertes won. Prince Puma came out after the match, and they kind of went at it for a little bit. Let me tell you something. That Muertes, man, his, I mean, you know, obviously a lot money pro wrestlers are big dudes, right? This guy just, I never met him, but oh lord, he is a big, thick, killing machine, this guy. Very intimidating. Very impressive looking, man. With that hood on and how big he looks and thick his shoulders on, his traps, his back, everything. Very, very impressive. And along with the way it's shot, Luchon, that's what we'll talk a little bit to Chris Roach, Roach about. The way the production's done on it, on uh, with Lucha Underground, and the way it's shot and everything, that leads to, that helps, I should say, believe it or not, it's going to sound a little weird. What... The darker something's lit like that, a lot of times it'll show more muscularity in the talent, in the ring. You see more thickness, more... It's just... It, you would think more light does that. No, the light flushes out the, the lines in your muscle and any shape or definition you have in muscle. So some of those darker shadows shadows make guys look bigger sometimes, okay? But I'm thinking you could put a spotlight on Mil Mortez, and he still would be gigantic. Yes. Okay, he is huge. Big, thick, son of a bitch. What else you got? Uh, the main event of the night was the Weapons of Mass Destruction match. Killshot and Marty the Moth. Yeah, this Marty the Moth, Killshot. I, I like Marty the Moth. This guy, I'm telling you, they better hang on to him, Lucha Underground. They better hang on him because he's got a charisma about him, another big dude. There's a certain charisma with Marty the Moth, um, and, and he looks a little bit like, like uh, Bull James, you know, Big Bull. So uh, uh, he, he looks like his face, like the beard and all that. Uh, there's something about him, Martin Moth. He's got that it factor, kind of jumps off the screen type thing. So uh, I like him. And Killshot, uh, super athletic kid, right? I mean, he does some crazy stuff. The finish uh, of that match was wild. Yeah, I see. What did he do? Uh, they remember? had a table set up. They were both on top of a ladder, and uh, Killshot jumped off the top of the ladder while Marty was still on the ladder with a double foot stomp through the table. Oh, wow, wow, yeah, And yeah, then yeah, got yeah. the pin. That's sick. That's awesome. Amazing yeah, match. They do great. Yeah, all this stuff is great. They do an excellent job. Hey, uh, Juan in Ohio, you're on the Taz Show. How are you, guys? What's going on, buddy? Not much. Just want to congratulations on your one anniversary. Oh, thank you so much, Juan. That's very nice. I appreciate that, bud. Have you? Uh, are you a newer? Like you're newer to the Taz Show? Or you've been listening for a long time. 
No, I've been listening for a long time since the Human Podcast days. Oh, man, that's cool, buddy. Well, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. All right, no problem. All right, bud, talk to you. Take care, buddy. All right, take care, bud. See you, man. That's very nice. See, now, that's nice. Sometimes you call it, maybe you have nothing to say except something nice. Why don't we have this more in life? Why must people act like assholes too much? Be nice. My goal every day is to be nice, Captain. I try to do this around the office here at the, at the show. I try my best. Juan from Ohio, very nice. That's nice of him, and I appreciate it. Joey Styles called in the other day to say, hey, congratulations, pal. Joey JoJo! Joey was very nice, kind of. He's really nice to handsome Johnny. Basically, told him to go lay on 6th Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> in no uncertain terms. Oh, my God! Oh, I got to call and wake Joey up one day again. Got to call and wake him up one day. I'm telling you. Some people say, Joey should have a segment on the show. I, yeah, I, I, pff, no problem. Catch him off guard and Taz Tube Jones it over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like Joey's busy. He's doing stuff, and he's he's getting back involved with the real world, and he's doing a lot of stuff with Evolve, and he's doing stuff, um, you know, with Chikara and stuff like that. So he's he's busy, you know. And and the other thing is, like, you know, people need to realize you don't just, like, I, dang, I have a lot of friends. Yeah, sure, have a segment. It's not that easy. Just to, here's a segment. They think it's that fans think it's that simple. There's money involved. It's business. It's sometimes there's money involved. Sometimes there's not. I shouldn't say that. But it's also scheduling. It's also some people just it's just they don't want to do it or they they want to come on once in a while. It's it's and, and most of it is it's a timing thing. It's a financial thing. It's not as simple as oh here's your segment. It's not that simple. That, that's what right or wrong. That's what people think. It's like just that. Easy. Some do, yeah. Some do. Well, yeah. I shouldn't stereotype. That's true. That's that's not good to do. That's not good to do. I shouldn't do that. All right, we gotta go to break here in a second. So uh, we'll jump into that other side of break. Uh, we will. Uh, well, I guess we could do a little preview too. I like to do a preview, maybe. Well, there's no preview on Raw, but we could kind of speculate where they're gonna go on Monday with the stuff like that. We could jump into that. It's the uh, go-home Raw, because the following That's weekend's Clash of Champions. Clash of the Champions, yeah. So we'll talk some stuff like that. If you want to call in, you could do that, talk about that. If not, you don't have to. Okay, Taz Show, we will be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, one hour down, one hour to go here. Taz Show Friday edition. Get you guys rocking and rolling right into the weekend. We got Chris Roach coming up in a little while via the Skype as a special guest on the show. Chris from um, Hucha Underground, uh, behind the scenes, and also Big Brother. So looking forward to Chris jumping on here on the Skype. And during that, we'll be on Facebook Live. So if you guys want to watch the show, if you're listening live or watching live, maybe at TashShow.com right now, you can switch over in 30 minutes to Facebook.com slash The Taz Show. And by the way, I apologize for not mentioning, if you guys are listening to the podcast version of the show or maybe watching the video on demand, thank you for the support. I appreciate you guys. Supporting the show, I mean, the uh, the audience is growing immensely for the past year. I joke around a lot about my bosses at CBS and the executives and all this. 
they're very happy and without you guys there's that's not happening so thank you for the support i appreciate it. i try to bring the most inside i can and have fun and 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 you know everybody on the team here at the taz show we try to do our best to entertain you every single day for two hours sometimes we're great sometimes the rest of these guys suck i'm always on point though i'm just saying so i hate to pass the heat but that's what i do but yes the uh the big executives are happy they are happy still no pitcher in the lobby i don't know if that's ever gonna happen actually uh okay to side one of the executives actually offered to come on the show yeah i didn't tell you that captain and i said oh i don't know if you want to do that i think my audience might eat you up no that's okay i will come on i will come on the show and open phone lines <laughs> No, no, it's okay. You can just sit in your gigantic office overlooking Manhattan. Sitting there eating sushi. Drinking wine at 10 in the morning. Laughing and lying, lying and laughing. I'm a stud and you all suck. I make millions. You want a picture in a lobby? You're lucky you got a job. You washed up bastard. You never got a push in WWE, then I get you a picture in the lobby. That's the first line he told me when I first met him. That was nice. Always getting ripped. Cordial. <laughs> anyway, so um, I didn't hit this in the beginning of the show. I'll just hit it now. Some stuff in the wrestling business. So I, I noticed uh, that uh, on the uh, Twitter, I know you spotted this too, James Storm declared himself a free agent. Correct. Now, it, this could be a work because from what I was yeah. seeing uh, – Supposedly, I think Billy Corgan suspended him. Yeah, see. Something like that. So it could be. Well, that's the thing. That's where we are. It's not just TNA, but like WWE is guilty of this a lot. Like, hey, they, okay, you're going to work me? Are we shooting? What are we doing? So, like, I when I thought of this and like what we said about Billy and with James Storm and all that stuff, I thought of Mick Foley and Corey Graves. And we read it, I read it, on the show yesterday, something along the lines of uh, a tweet that Mick put out yesterday, Thursday, about, oh, um, Mauro and Daniel Bryan, you guys are great at doing the commentary on a Cruiserweight Classic, paraphrasing here. Uh, can you guys come to Raw and call the Cruiserweights? Foley doubled down on that yesterday on Facebook and uh, posted something along the lines of uh, James Ellsworth is on our roster, you raided our roster. Yeah, I know. See, that's the thing. And I, I don't know if Mick's being told to do this or not, but then it got a little more real because Corey Graves got upset, and I don't know if he was shooting or not. But uh, his tweet—I don't uh, maybe Capope is shooting to get a chance, Captain. But he says something along the lines of, "Hey, you know, you have someone here at Mick Foley uh, at your announce desk that's more than Kate." What do you say? Yeah, Mick, do that. It's not like you have someone at the table already who knows what they're talking about. So now some people would tweet me saying, "Is that disrespectful?" You think of Corey Graves and all stuff? Actually, no. Actually, if he's shooting with it, <clears throat> you know. I, I, I respect what Corey's saying. You know, I respect what Corey's saying. Because what he's saying is, like, I, you know, I can do this. And and as an announcer, you know, and a former wrestler, I don't blame him. I'd feel slightly disrespected. I don't think it's disrespectful what he said to Mick. If he's shooting, he could be working. This whole thing could be a work. I don't know. It still have to smell like a work. When I read the long uh, commentary that, that Mick Foley came back at him out. I don't know if you saw that, Captain. If you go to Mick Foley's uh, Twitter, you'll see it. But he came back at him with a very long <clears throat> comeback, an apropos, and Mick's a, a journalist, award-winning, and, you know, um, Mick's one of the most intelligent guys you can meet, and I love Mick. But he came back at him very very hard and respectful, 
but you know but he mick was selling himself as the gm still like you know and that that's where i'm like are we working or shooting what are we doing like i don't know if this is wwe telling these guys to do this or they're they're, they're taking it upon themselves i'm just saying like that i've got it here it's pretty long oh now. you can't read it it's too long but you could skim through it and see stuff that jumps out but Mick, you know, had a pretty pretty interesting comeback to him, but and it, it was great. I can read the first uh, f- sentence of it. it goes, <clears throat> you are extremely knowledgeable about the product, and I've been very happy with the job you are doing on Raw each Monday, though not thrilled with the sarcasm for the GM from a member of the announce team. But see, now right there, that's cool, except for the part where he says, <clears throat> like, he's the GM, Mick. It, it, he's talent. He's not the GM. This is the, he's not the real general manager. Captain, you know this, right? He's not the real general manager. Wait, wrestling's a work? Oh, jeez. So, I'm just saying, like, that... I, I, I respect staying in storyline, but if we're shooting, we're shooting. I love the work shoot, but you gotta be careful with some of that, you know, when you're, when you're too much on the work side of the work shoot. That's... You could be more on the shoot side of the work shoot. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. Less on the work side, because when you start doing that stuff, it's like, all right, what, what are we doing? This is, a, this is just... You guys are just playing games here. You know? That's what I get from it. But you know what? It, it gets people talking. And I, I think it's cool. Uh, I do. I think it's cool. But And maybe that's what's going on with James Storm. Uh, you know, because we saw recently, I talked about it on the show here. He got on the mic and said this is his last show with TNA, whatever, uh, after a TV taping, I think it was. And I'm thinking if he's going to go on a microphone and shoot, why did not kill his microphone? You know, let him put let his mic die and just yell it out and stuff. Let, let's make it feel real. A lot of these companies just don't know how to do real. They don't, you know. I was spoiled. I was working for a guy many years in Paul Heyman that he did real better than anybody. So and I and I learned a lot from how to do real. <laughs> working all those years in ECW, we did real pretty good. So, um, no, just, I'm, just I'm laughing at a tweet over here. Oh yeah, what happened? I tweeted the uh, number to the show a little earlier, and Andrew Campbell replies, "I'm afraid he'll yell at me, meaning you. Then tell me not to get hot." <laughs> Wait, what, who, what? I tweeted the phone number to the show out, yeah. telling people to call in. Yeah. And someone replied with, I'm afraid to hill, meaning you, yell at me, and then tell me not to get hot. Oh, that's true. That can happen. <laughs> this is actually true. People are afraid. That's okay. Tom in Chicago, uh, you're on the Taz Show. Hey, what's up, Taz? What do you say there? How are you, buddy? I'm all right. I'm just calling in. I, I want to thank you for putting me over on yesterday's show. I'm the guy that predicted uh, the CWC. Was that really you? Because if that was you, good job. If it's a fake Tom yeah. from Chicago, no, then no. Uh, this is this is really me. First of all, I, I kind of want to bury uh, handsome Johnny a oh, little bit. Oh yes, slamming bods and beyond. Please, oh please my do. God, yeah. this guy, this guy's making me spell Abushi and Zach Sabar Jr. on the phone right now. No, he didn't do that. Did he really do that? I guarantee he did. Oh it's, Lord, I'm sorry. Ridiculous. Oh my God, no, it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But uh. Yeah, I just want to thank you for putting me over and acknowledging me on that show. And I want to let you know you're you're over in Chicago too, not just Philly. Oh, I, I pray. Hey, listen, that that city was one of the mo- my most favorite places to work. On top of my top three or four, maybe, dude. I loved working in Chicago. I, I the audience was always amazing there. Seriously, um, uh, I, I that, Chicago was great, dude. I remember Tom. Like when I wrestled for Dub there, uh, you know, Rhino and I did some stuff, and I was you guys were always treating me like gold. And then I did the thing with uh, Awesome and um, and uh, Tanaka. Uh, what's his name? Tanaka. Uh, uh, and I when I lost, and then the whole ECW rosters on the stage, 
you know, and I was in Chicago, and, and you guys treated me like gold there. And, dude, I remember in WWE wrestling, uh, well, K-Quick then, and it was like a dark match or something, and I had to put him over. And you guys, I don't want to exaggerate and say you almost rioted, but you guys were pissed. And I, and I was a bad guy. How's that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We loved our we loved our ECW guys for sure. Yeah, man. Look, Tom, you, you called in and your point about CWC and about the cons, you were, you were dead on, dude. You were right. And that's why I had to put you over because you were right. And a lot of times callers get it right. Sometimes I'm not perfect. I don't get it right all the time. So, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm, it's my obligation, I feel, to you guys as an audience to put you over. Sometimes I don't remember people's names or I don't I see a lot of tweets you know so sometimes that happens but I, we, we had it noted what you said so thanks for that man right no thank you thank you uh, I, I, I got one more question do you think they're gonna have guys outside of the CWC in the cruiserweight division maybe like a Neville or something involved in that yeah I, I do I think so and I actually I said I think yesterday's show I was saying that um, uh, Kalisto should be in it you yeah, know, they, but, they should have him swap shows like they had swap, uh, Swagger swap shows. I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. They should. And that's what we kind of talked about yesterday because I think Kalisto, I think you're right, Neville would be great in that. You know what I mean? Yeah, those would be gold adding them to that division. I think they're going to have to, Tom, do that because otherwise then it gets a little stale if it's just the same rotation of seven, eight guys. You know what I mean? So thank you, Tom, for calling, buddy, from Chicago. I appreciate it. And thanks for the um, all the nice things you said there. And... For, for, you know, coming out here and saying what your opinion was before the CWC, who would go to the finals, and you were right. And sorry that the uh, handsome Johnny had to spell wrestlers' names. God, dude, is that just not... Just... Yeah, look, you, you, you know how I am. Does that not just upset me? I'm happy he answered the phone. <laughs> that in itself is a plus. It's a good point, actually. But anyway, back to the work shoot. What's a work? What's not a shoot? What's a work? What's a shoot? Shoot? What's a work? I mean, you know, come on. So I, I, I was intrigued by the Mick Corey Graves stuff. I was checking it out on social media. I was. I was intrigued by it. And I'm sure it'll just die there. But if Corey was legitimately, and I think he probably was legitimately pissed, and he tweeted that out, I don't think that's disrespectful. I think that's him standing up for his body of work, you know, as an announcer and and, and what he's done as a wrestler and, and his knowledge of the cruiserweights. That's what he's saying. Uh, you know, if we you know Mick's not the real GM and he's in storyline, but you know, uh, Mick in his long comeback to uh, to um, Corey, and you'll see it on Mick's Twitter, was interesting because he he made some really good points about announcing, and he said, and I, I don't want to quote Mick because I'm not. It's very long, so I can't quote him. He said some stuff along the lines of. He doesn't feel that announcing needs to be the same teams all the time. I've got it right in front of me if you want me to read yeah, that part. Yeah, go Bringing in different announcers to make matches feel unique is nothing new in WWE. I was very happy to have Joey Styles call my match with Edge at WrestleMania with Edge in 2006, and I believe that bringing in Jim Ross to call the Hell in a Cell match with Triple H and The Undertaker added a great deal to the classic confrontation. And he's right. Mick's right, and it's, it's tough. Mick's a very intelligent guy, and he knows his history. He knows the business. He does. And he's opinionated. And I respect Mick. I know Mick, jeez, oh, since I started. I love him. I do. He's been on my show, and I, I love Mick. Um, my only thing I'll disagree with Mick on is, though, and I, I hear what he's saying about bringing another announced team. Now, Mick was a, a commentator in WWE for a very short time. But when you're a commentator for a long enough time in that company, or a company, you are very competitive. Because if you think about this, ladies and gentlemen, 
I know we used to talk about it, Michael Cole and I, or Jim Ross, and you know, we, we would chat it up sometimes, like at catering or whatever. You know, we would say there's only like you know six or seven guys who do what we do for a full time living in the world. You realize that? Like, isn't that crazy? You think about well, back then when we were doing it, but like, like now, you could say the TNA announcers, they're doing it for a living. That's two. The Lucha Underground announcers, that's another two. That's four. Okay. The Raw team, that's three. So that's seven. I've got to count on my fingers. And then another three from the SmackDown team, that's 10. I forgot Ring of Honor. Okay. That's 12. And I'm sure you could, in other countries, there's a couple here and there. That, like AAA? I'm, right. But I'm talking about for a full time living now. I'm not talking about Weekend Jones. Okay. I'm talking about for a living. See, so that's upset, and that's worldwide. So let's say there's 20 announcers, play-by-play and commentators, just, and there's not. Let's say there's 20 cats that do it for a living. In the world, dude. That's insane. Ratio Jones. That's crazy. That's the elite of the elite. That really is. So we knew that, like Cole and I, when we were there, and we we're proud of that. And if someone tries to invade that space, I'm throwing punches. I'm going to defend my turf. And that's how we all were. <laughs> it's an ultra-competitive world. I remember once, I think it was I think it was Joey Styles and me doing ECW, the WWE's version of it, which was not very good. <sighs> Trying to recreate history in their own vision. And the great Brad Armstrong, great worker, great guy of the Armstrong family, great wrestling family. They brought Brad in to do some commentary with us. I love Brad. I respect Brad. I, I like Brad. Just, I mean, I think he's the, the cat's meow. You know what I mean? But I'll tell you what, I, you know, I said we're in the booth, bro. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just, you know, to me, it's, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, basically, I'm, I'm going to try and outdo you. You know, <laughs> that's it. I, it's, it's, it's a fight. I love you, but we're, we're going. This is business. I'm going to protect, protect my family, my turf, my business. Now, unfortunately for him, he didn't last long there, but. You don't try to sandbag or bury anyone, but you know what? It's just, it's a very competitive business, the announcing of pro wrestlers. It really, really is. So where am I going with this? I'm going with this as Corey Graves. So, you know, where Mick's saying what he's saying, he believes an outside team's coming in. That's fine. Mick has earned, more than earned his right to, to, to what he likes and doesn't like. More than earned that. No doubt about that. But my only point is Mick, about talking about he was announcer for a short time, if he was an announcer for a long period of time and doing it for a living and, and making money at it and competing at it, I don't know if he might I don't know if he would feel the same way then. I really don't. I'd love to have Mick on a show again. I could text Mick and ask him. He's gonna have to go through WWE and they're gonna basically say, Well, I don't know, uh What do you mean no? Uh, probably not. Maybe not, not. No. I doubt that would even I don't know. What why. do you mean no? Well, maybe, just maybe that would be a problem. They would just basically knock Mick out of the GM role. <laughs> Stephanie would come out, opening seg, seg one on Raw. Ladies and gentlemen, we have announcement. Mick Foley is now fired. He is not with us anymore. He's on vacation. <laughs> He's on vacation, <laughs> yeah. Like, they, he would just be gone. So I'm not going to text Mick and say that to him. But I would love, open invite Mick Foley if you're hearing this or somebody's hearing it, that's your friend, family, or loves you. Anytime you want to come on the show, brother, open door. No problem. Because I'd love to talk to Mick about this. I don't know if Mick would say that as far as other announcers 
calling, having special moments. He's writing everything he says in the history of it. I just don't know if he would say that if he was an announcer full-time living for a long time in his career. That's my point. Corey, this is Corey's living. He's injured. He can't go and feed his family by taking bumps anymore. So the young guy is protecting his turf. I respect that out of Corey Graves. I respect the piss out of it. Seriously. Now, that text, I'm sorry, that tweet that Corey put out could have been told by the office, hey, Corey, do this. We want to create a little buzz. I don't think it was. I think Corey just, I think Mick tweeted out what he tweeted out just because he thought, in his opinion, that Mauro and, and Daniel did a great job. That's I really think Mick did that. And then it kind of took on a life of its own because Corey probably got a little offended and tweeted out what he tweeted. And that's balls. I respect him for that. I don't think it was disrespectful. I don't. Now, from a fan's perspective, you know the business as a fan captain. Do you think what Corey did was disrespectful? No, not at all. No. And not just as a fan. I'm thinking just as doing something that you really enjoy, you're naturally you're going to get competitive. That's right. Now, but, but, but some guys are afraid to take a stand, especially publicly. And that's what Mick kind of said in a long comeback. Next time, I would appreciate if you have a problem with what I'm doing, come at me in a less public form type thing. Again, paraphrasing. Now, I think that's Mick saying that as the GM in quotations of Raw. I don't think that's the real Mick Foley saying it. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I got the paragraph here in front of me if you want to read it. In the future, Corey, I will try to remember that I am no longer just a guy at home sending out tweets, but instead part of an important show where the people I work with count on me to support them. Hopefully moving forward, you can address any issue you may have with me in less public manner. As a very knowledgeable student of the game, you could no doubt tell that I've been under a great deal of pressure lately. I would prefer not to have any further sarcastic public displays of disrespect adding to that pressure. Well, when I hear, you know, like, when I hear that, I think it's cool, but some things jump out as it's work city. He's under a lot of pressure. Ah, come on. You know, I, I, I'm i just saying, like, I, I think he's, you know, I, I people are sucked in and then they, they suck out when that happens. Kind of weird, sucking out. <laughs> what the hell that even means? I want to try not to ever say that again. Almost an- <laughs> What's that? What are you saying? <laughs> what? That was almost an inspirational quote. <laughs> don't, hey, dude, it might be, don't get sucked in, get sucked out. Ah, there you go. <laughs> that sounds like you and Johnny at the vape store. You're sucking in the vape. You're sucking out the vape. You're pumping it in. You're pumping it out. I know, Cap. I don't vape. I know. I know. I know. I know. Slamming bods know. and beyond. Break the kayfabe. I'm Go about ahead. to spray paint. What's up? I'm about to spray paint. Spray paint what? You should see what I did in the men's room with the spray paint. Oh, the spray paint. Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> spray painting everywhere. Dude, graffiti Jones over <laughs> exactly. here. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, back to the thing. If you're going to work, all right, you're going to work, shoot, that's cool. I just think they could have went a little less with the work part on this. Um, as far as what Mick's saying, again, he could have been told to say this. I don't know. He could have just been, been said, hey, come back at the kid and say something. No, Mick, Mick's got balls. He's going to say what he wants. So he might have just been, did it in a work form so Corey understand he was working in the office. Again, I don't know. I haven't spoken to this guy, Mick, in a long time, but I love him and and I respect the hell out of him. But i got to give my opinions, and that that's it. I mean, that's like that's what somebody on Twitter said to me, um, I didn't look, I really, I'm not on Twitter as much as I, yesterday I was on Twitter a little bit, but I'm not really on it that much. As much as I was, I'm busy doing some other stuff, to be honest. But I saw um, somebody, I'm trying to find out who it was, a fan just said, he wasn't like disrespectful, he just said, uh, you know, something like he was surprised at all the shade that I was sending towards Mauro Ronaldo. 
You know what the kids mean when they say shade, right? You know what uh, that means? Talking S. <laughs> S. <laughs> Different yes. kind of S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I'm, I guess so, right? Um, oh, wait a minute. Time out. I'm just reading something here. Mike Freeney on the Twitter at MRFeeney519 says, Boomer and Carton hacking your Jones gimmick? What? Dude, are you kidding me? Boomer and Carton's hacking the Jones gimmick? I need more information, audience. I need to know what happened because I'll, I'll get in touch with both Boomer and Carton and the Al Dukes right now. They're hacking the Jones gimmick. Text them right now, dude. Are they? Ha- dude, that'll get now. That'll get me hot. Demand an explanation. Are you, that, I hacked that from Mike Tanay. These guys are doing some serious hacking. Ain't no one hacking a hack. That's bullcrap. Dude, Boomer and Carton's going to hack the Jones? They are the end-all, be-all, the gold standard here at CBS Radio. They are the, they're the World Heavyweight Champions right here. Western States Heritage Champ. Okay, please. They got the audacity, the gall, to steal the Jones gimmick? Dude, we need to find out. Tweet at them. Tweet at the show for the Taz Show count. Tweet, I'm not kidding. I'll do, it's war now. From this one tweet. I'm just going by this one guy. I'll get the interns on it. Send a, somebody do something. Send a, a salvo. What I think call this it? is a job for Flip Flip. It could be a Flip Flip <laughs> job. That's a great point. That's a great point. Seriously. Al Dukes, whatever his Twitter is, and the Boomer Collins Show, I want to tweet at them. I want the audience to tweet them. If they steal the Jones gimmick, I love those guys, but I don't hack them. Don't hack me. I'm Peanut Jones, and they're a big jar of Jif. Smoother crunchy. Smooth. Can't believe that's an outrage. That threw me off course. We were on course. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, Greg Bull here on the Twitter at Greg Bull three nine three three says, "Didn't Mick get counted down last time he was asked about you?" <laughs> I forgot about that, wasn't it? Dan Norton. Dan Norton strikes again. I forgot about that. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, when you when you got the crew working on the whole Boomer Carton thing, I want to find out about this. But the other thing I was just going to say to you, um, I uh, I am uh, – hold on, wait. I actually just got a message from someone I can't share right now. But this could be pretty cool. I might have um, – I might have a special surprise guest right now. And we're going to work on this. All right, this one, we got, we got, okay, it's Crunch City Jones. Um, hold on. I got it. We got a special guest that's going to jump on here. Impromptu, out of nowhere. Are you excited to know who it is, Cap? Uh, yeah. Are you, are you excited, really, to know who it is? I'm waiting to see the... Well, yeah, I'm trying. I'm doing three <laughs> things at once here, but this is, is going to... Sure, uh, you got me on edge. Okay, who I got you it? on who edge. You want to know who it is, right? Uh, I, I, I want to say it. Um... Okay, this I, I got ten things going on here at once. Uh, can we take like a one minute break and come back? You want to take a one minute break and no, come back? No, maybe we don't have to. Maybe we don't have to take a one minute break. This is cool. This is like a breaking news thing here. I have a surprise, shocking guest that's going to come on here in a second. Uh, hang on, that's all right. That's all right. We're, we're working on this. Sorry, I'm 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 typing to this person now okay and uh this is going to be a cool surprise bear with me guys i'm sorry for this unprofessionalism 
okay? I just, uh, on the gimmick Schnabitz, I just sent the number to Handsome, right? And I just typed the name, who it is. This is annoying for everybody else. I'm sorry. I know. Impromptu Jones. Uh, this is totally <laughs> impromptu, but this is how things go sometimes. You saw the gimmick, right? Look at the gimmick, okay? All right. So, okay, Ooh. ladies and gentlemen, yeah, this is pretty big right here, okay? Uh, in a few minutes, actually not a few minutes, in a, a couple of seconds here, Mickey Gall, who just fought CM Punk and defeated CM Punk, will be on the Taz Show. That's spectacular. That's huge. So he is going to be on right now. We might want to get the tweeters to tweet that out. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, this, this is how things happen sometimes. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, uh... I was working on trying to get Mickey Gall on a show next last, next week, but it didn't work out, and we're able to do it right now. So this is pretty heavy. So uh, let's get people out there tweeting. He should be on the show here um, any second. We're trying to get him on the hook. He's on the hook. Hey, Mickey, what's going on, bro? It's Taz. What's up, Taz? How are you, buddy? How you doing, buddy? We're on the air right now. Looks first off, congratulations on your, your big victory there on CM Punk. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Good, man. Look, I, I didn't know much about you like a lot of folks did, and I'm not a diehard MMA fan, but I, I am a fan of it, and I, I respect, obviously, all, you know what you guys do and the art behind it and the talent behind it and, and the work ethic, obviously. So, uh, you know, I, and then I watched you, you know, I watched your fight, did a little research on you, then saw what you did with Punk, and I know it was a quick fight. Respect what you do, dude, and uh, totally. And I think you got a huge future. I want to tell you that first right out of the box. And more importantly, I appreciate you jumping on the show like out of nowhere like this. Oh, my pleasure, man. I, uh, you know, yeah, I appreciate all you said. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm a big baby. I, I, I go to sleep late and I sleep all day like a child. <laughs> you're so a big, I, hey, you're a big like... baby that possesses a nasty <laughs> double leg. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, I, uh, so yeah, I was like, I, I'm up right now. I'm like, let me, let me try and get in touch with Taz, see if we can make this happen. <laughs> yeah, dude. Pleasure to talk to you, my friend. No, no, same here, dude. I mean, you know, um, it, it's crazy. I, I know you're a local guy in, from Jersey. And coincidentally, you know, my, for those that don't know, and I said this on the show once before, Mick, uh, recently, that uh, my director here, uh, Brian, uh, goes to Mick's dad, Mickey's dad, who is a chiropractor in New Jersey. So weird coincidence, and that's how we hooked up. So, dude, so listen, man, obviously uh, after this victory, not that CM Punk had he had no record, and it wasn't like you beat a guy with this impressive record, but you beat a guy who was a big star, and I noticed in the video packaging leading up to the fight when they interviewed you, you said some things that jumped out to me, like, I'm going to become a big star by beating up, I'm paraphrasing, you know, a superstar. And and I got to be honest, that kind of happened, and, and uh, that that's great for you. Yeah, it was kind of a strange thing, because typically a UFC fight is, you know, two monster killers uh, against each other. Uh, and, you know, relatively, a lot of guys, you know, who remain in obscurity, um, but this guy is not that. He not he's he's not in obscurity right. at all, and he's and he, you know he's relatively inexperienced. So it was, it was a strange, it was a little bit of a strange fight. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a wonderful opportunity for me to get you know I, I'm I'm now I get to prove that I am one of those real killers. Yeah, uh, which I you know I'm I'm really looking forward to. Well, you, you did, and you know what? Look, as you know, right, as a guy who, uh, you know, as a fighter and a guy who trained, and I believe you, had, you, you in school, you, you were a wrestler, right? You were an amateur, amateur wrestler? 
Uh, a little bit. A little I, bit. I was always doing jujitsu. Yeah. Oh, jujitsu. Okay. So you know, it's sometimes it's hard to get your name out there. You might have the talent, not just you, anyone. You might have the talent. You might have the ability. You might have the size, the power, the quickness, the striking. You know, joint locks, choke chokes, whatever. But you just can't get that publicity. And now, when this opportunity popped up for you, you jumped on it and. Not only that, you know, you, you you beat Punk and you beat him pretty quick, and it was and you beat him up pretty bad, and uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I was impressed with the fact that you stayed to the course, you showed confidence and cockiness, cockiness in a good way, on your way out to the octagon, and you had swagger, and you seemed very confident. I mean, going into the fight, were you concerned at all? Um, you're always you always have a degree of concern um it's a fight we're wearing little 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 gloves and you know any punch the human body turns off sometimes if you get hit in the right spot so you're always a little nervous um but I, you know i was also supremely confident going against uh punk man I, it was like it's simple man it's like i'm going in there i'm feeling the energy of, of the twenty thousand people but all i got to do is beat up one guy and, and that's something i uh, you know in in practice that i i've been doing since i was a teenager so, you know, it, it, if you just if you make things bigger than they are, it, it can, things can seem daunting. Uh, yes. But if you just simplify, you know, I just got beat up one dude in, in, this, <laughs> in this cage, and, and then we're then we're good. I never know? thought of it like that. That's pretty interesting, actually. It's pretty cool, actually. Uh, you know, listen, man, I, I tell you guys from like myself, you know, from the wrestling industry, you know, uh, and I think a lot of fans too respect for the fact that CM Punk uh, did this. You know, he put himself out there on a massive stage. And getting there with a guy like you who's legitimate. And, you know, he took his lumps and, and paid some dues in that one fight. And I respect that he went out of his comfort zone. I know he trained for a couple of years or a year and a half for a fight coming out of the pro wrestling business. Now, a lot of guys in our business, Mick, are either have a, a martial arts background or an amateur wrestling background. Where Punk, I don't believe, does. So, I, for that, I respect that he went out of his comfort zone. Do you think some of your brethren and fellow fighters have a different respect for him now? Um, yeah, I, I hope they do. I, one thing a lot of us fighters talk about is um, when you're when you're sitting in the back, you're sitting in the back room, and you got a guy down the hall who's wanting to kill you. He's been thinking for months only about killing you. Right. I, I was I was thinking about killing Punk for months. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Uh, and, and and then then you got to get out there and you got to walk out in front of a sea of people who want to witness the two people going after it, wanting to get after each other, wanting to you know. For lack of a better word, kill each other within the rule set. Of course. Um, so it's you know that could be a long walk, and and that's that's not an easy thing to do. So I you know myself and I think a lot of other fighters gained that respect for CM Punk. He took that walk, got locked in that cage, and and went to battle. It didn't work out for him. Right. Uh, I I, I would have told you that would have happened, but you know uh, he he did that. So in my mind, I respect, you know I respected him in the beginning, but he is an MMA fighter now, and he that's you know, cool. He, he that's took cool. that walk. Yep, Hell that's yeah. cool. You know, you think that, you know, I don't know if you heard, like, uh, I think after your fight, um, Dana White says something along the lines of that he thinks Punk's next fight should not be, you know, in the octagon. I guess he means he's got to, you know, get better, you know, and, and UFC's not the place to do that. Would you agree with that? <clears throat> um, yeah, the, yeah, I guess so. I think, I think that was the issue a lot of people took with the whole him going right into the UFC. Right. They saw... They saw privilege, right? Um, right. You know, but but it, you know, he also he made himself a superstar. So That's I right. think that that privilege comes with that. 
but he uh well it's hey, Mickey, know, it's yeah, business it's right you know that dude right it's business about making money oh right? no it's yeah, you know the deal yeah. Yeah. he probably sold so many more pay-per-views it's not even funny right. yeah, it's a total business move right. i'm well aware of that and but, but there is also so from that standpoint i think there is still money to be made off him in, in the ufc good point i think he'll still sell a bunch of pay-per-views but i think he you know he should probably go to a lower level come up with the smoker crappy shows in, in a sweaty gymnasium like a lot all us the mma fighters had to, to come up pay dues right yep yep yes sir yeah man the indies you call them right yeah the we indies. call them the indies yeah that's it. i did it yeah we all did it yeah no nah, yeah that's what that's what we call it dude i'm just curious what were you a wrestling fan i'm sure you knew who punk was um i i, I knew who you were bro i i was uh oh, thank you i was a, when i was uh Wrestling, I was like a Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, okay, that year. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, and I was, I, you know, I, yeah, I wasn't a, a long time uh, wrestling. I, you know, when I was young, I, we were obsessed, though. Right, um, right, right, right. But no, I, I wasn't watching it when Punk was uh, around. It's, it's prime, um, right, I understand. Yeah, I was just curious, you know, because you got to put that aside. No matter if he's a big star or not, it's go time, it's fight time. You're preparing to fight this guy, it's go time. So it don't matter, star or not, it's you against him. That's that, that's it. Nah, man, it could have been Denzel Washington, Brad Pitt, any superstar. That's cool, bro. Well, look, um, I appreciate it so much, dude, that uh, you jumped on the show here and, and, uh, and you know, like I was telling the audience before we got you on the hook that I was trying to get you on next week. We tried last week, but like you said, you're a little bit of a baby. You need to get your sleep. So, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, right? Words yeah, out right out of my mouth. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's too much. So, what, what's next for you? I'm sure you got. I mean, I'm sure you've been getting smothered by people. What, not just interviews, but your your star power rose now, right? So, how's that been? It's good. Uh, as as far as what's next for me, I'm trying to fight Super Sage Northcutt. Um, okay. He's the he's the Barbie doll looking guy, uh, <laughs> who's also on the Dana White looking for a fight show with me. All right. Um, All right. So if you know, I think a lot of people want to see that fight also. So if if you do, you know, hit up Dana White, hit up the UFC. They're trying to make that fight happen. Uh, so you know, let them know you got that you guys want to see it. All right, brother. Well, listen, I, I just want to let you know I appreciate you coming on, and uh, you got a new fan in me. I'm a fan of yours, and when I watched your fight, I was very impressed with just everything about you, your swagger, your athleticism, your quickness. You're a rangy son of a bitch, dude. I won't want to be in there with you. Um, <laughs> but I'm a washed-up old man. But, you know, I just let you know, I, I uh, just before I let you go, like, I was just so – in the past, I've talked about, like uh, – you know, sometimes with MMA and boxing, I sometimes true hardcore UFC or MMA fans give me a lot of stuff and get on me and get mad at me because I've alluded to and I've said that I feel like with business, I just want to real quick talk, no disrespect what I'm about to tell you, Mick, but I've said sometimes I think in the fight game, things happen where it could be a little bit, as we call it, work. Some things. Where in boxing, you've heard this, years ago, like yeah. a fighter would know, okay, you're taking a dive, but the other guy was going to win, don't know he's going to win. And so sometimes people in UFC fans and MMA fans get mad at me because I've alluded to that. I don't think every fighter on a card is like that, but I do think some fights are like that. I have to tell you, before your fight, I was thinking, you know, like leading up to the fight, maybe this thing is... Uh, a work maybe maybe they want punk to win because he's a money maker the pro wrestler came out of me you know in my mind you know and then when i watched you double leg him and, and ground the pound i'm like okay this is not a work 
<laughs> Nikki's fighting for real. So, yeah. And Punk went in there like a man and did it. So I just wanted to bring that up to you. So it's not a disrespectful thing because I always respect what the athletes do in an octagon or a cage or on a mat as a jiu-jitsu or judo player or I don't care if it's taekwondo, karate, whatever it is, or boxer or wrestler. Uh, there's always respect, but business is business. You know, I, I've heard of that over the years. Hey, Taz, I'm, I, I, yeah, I've heard of it too, man, and I, I just guarantee you, I, I got too much pride. Yeah, any Mickey Golf fight you're watching, I'm coming for death. I'm going, I'm, I die before I lose it there. Well, I'll tell you what, man, I love that. I love hearing that, and I don't know if this is cool or not. I was always a big fan of uh, Nick Diaz. And, and Heck yeah. Yeah, man. And yeah. you, I got to tell you, you remind me of like an East Coast version of Nick Diaz, like the way you fight. Uh-huh. And you do, man. Your, your, your character, your, not your character, your swagger, you know. And so nothing but mad respect for you, brother. And uh, love to have you on down the road again, man. I hope you get this fight you want coming up. And I'll have my audience get on Dana White about it. Thank you, Taz. Really appreciate it, man. Big fan of yours as well. Uh, thank you very much. Great talk. All right, Mick. Take care, bro. Thanks, man. Yes, sir. See you, buddy. That was pretty badass right there, and I think we got some popularity on the, on the Twitter. Kaz is trending. Oh, trending. Trending, trending. All right, there you go. Shocking old moment on a Friday edition of the Taz Show. Oh, God, uh, hopefully our next guest is not upset. Is he, uh, we got him, he knows we're running late? Uh, yes, he was notified he's running late. We're going to be Chris getting Roach. together. Yeah. So we're going to go to break. We're late to break. Sorry, Cap. We're late to break. We're going to go to break now. Other side of break, we will have Chris Roach here on the Taz Show. And that was awesome of Mickey Gall coming on. I hope you guys enjoyed that. That was Impromptu Jones. All right, we'll be right back on the Taz Show. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, we're back here on a very busy Taz Show, fourth quarter city right here, running a little... Late out of that last segment with a surprise guest. We had Mickey Gall on there, the man who just fought and defeated CM Punk at the UFC gimmick. So uh, we had him jump on. So uh, that was great. We're on Facebook Live right now, by the way, in this uh, final and fourth segment of the show. So We, we uh, came on midway through the Mickey Gall. Interview. Oh, we did on, yes. the, on the Facebook gimmick? Yes. Yeah, well, why wasn't I informed? Why are people not telling me? I'm the boss. Okay, you know better than that. You're all gone after the show. Okay, on that note. So, uh... <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so again, thanks to Mickey for that, and uh, that's awesome. And like I said, we're on the Facebook, uh, so uh, that's cool. And in a second, we're going to have Chris Roach on here, producer Lucha Underground, executive producer Big Brother. So we're going to have uh, on the Skype gimmick, have not seen, uh, actually had a conversation, besides text, with Chris in a long time. Chris, former WWE creative guy. Uh, Chris Roach, what's going on, Big Brother? Long time no see. What's up? Man, it's been a long time, buddy. How you doing? Good? I am good. I'm very tired. It's early <laughs> here in L.A., but I'm good. Yeah, well, I appreciate you getting up so early. But then again, what, what you guys do with your your day job, you, you, I don't know how much sleep you get. We'll get into that in a minute. But I know it's here on the West Coast, and it's early, so I appreciate you coming on. So, dude, so what's going on? Talk to me about Lucha. I had Krista Joseph on a while back. I talked to him a lot, and I know he's a big part of Lucha, obviously behind the scenes creatively, as you are. I mean, I'm a huge mark for, for what the brand is and what you guys do at Lucha because uh, it's shot different, it's produced different, uh, the, the, the writing, the gimmicks backstage, the pre-tapes, everything's done, the imaging, the packaging. You guys are just like in your own world. Uh, t- tell people about your role and everything you do there. Yeah, well, I, uh, Chris and Joseph is the head of creative at Lucha Underground, and he brought me on, and he and I uh, basically write and book the whole show. 
Um, and we have a couple other writers we work with, but we, we put it together. And uh, it's, it's, it's a dream because, you know, we met at WWE, but you don't have as much creative freedom there. You don't obviously. say. You don't yeah. say. Come on, Chris. That's not true. Yeah. <laughs> didn't let us uh, book that whole show. Yeah. Well, yeah. You're saying that Vince might micromanage. You didn't say it. I did. I'm very non-PC. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they do not micromanage at Lucha which is pretty awesome. Ah, I've, I've heard, I've heard. Dude, I, I'll tell you, I'm just, you know, I am really, uh, I've had Katrina on a show recently. Um, you know, she, uh, she's great. I I, um, I had Chris on, as I said, yourself. I just think what you guys do, and, and I've told so many fans, I don't know how often you check out my show, Chris, but, you know, like, I, I tell the wrestling, my fans, my audience, that what you guys do, it's so different. A lot of people have jumped on the show that are fans of mine that weren't familiar with Lucha Underground or they didn't have El Rey and they got El Rey Network and all that. But really, it's just, I missed this past week. The captain watched it, but I missed it. But I saw the, the first week of season three. So you're excited about season three? Everybody behind the scenes? Everybody's rocking and rolling? Yeah, season three, I think, is everyone's favorite season. Um, season one was kind of lightning in a bottle. Season two was now that we thought we had something that worked, we were kind of figuring out uh, the limits. And then I think I think we got it just right in season three. Um, I think it's the best wrestling we've had and some of the craziest storylines. Well, you guys do crazy well. Uh, that's the thing. I mean, it's like for for traditional wrestling fans, when if they watch it, that you got to. You know, I always say you got to remove yourself kind of from. You, you, you guys are teaching people a different way how to watch pro wrestling. You know what I mean? And it's obviously Lucha Libre, but but yet there's a lot of American feel to it, some strong style and the storytelling, but it's like watching a, like a Mexican male soap opera. It's it's, it's really badass, um, uh, and I couldn't be more impressed with what you guys do. Thanks. Yeah, the world's kind of crazy. I mean, it's a little bit like a comic book, but the truth is, is that uh, Krista Joseph and I were huge wrestling fans and and the show is very influenced by not only you know the late 80s wrestling but also the wrestling of the 90s monday night wars ecw so i think if you're if you can give it a little bit of time and you can sort of adjust to how different it is uh from other wrestling shows i think wrestling fans will really really like it if they give it a chance you know what i respect sorry chris know what i respect dude from as a former wrestler the, the in-ring product, even though you're so storyline heavy, you're so production heavy, and it's probably yeah. a lot of money, the production that's done there. But you, what I respect and I love is the in-ring product at the end of the day keeps the integrity of the business and the athleticism of the boys and the girls. It's very impressive. Yeah. I mean, the roster is amazing. And, you know, our philosophy is that it, all the storylines need to end in the ring. I mean, that's that's the point of wrestling. Of I mean, that's the yeah. point of having yeah. those stories. Yeah. So. Uh, and our roster delivers. I think we have the best roster in the world right now. And, and you know what? You guys do great stuff. There's no doubt about it. I'm a mock for a lot of the, the guys and girls on, on the show. Um, you know, I got to say, now, you and I first met in WWE. And, yep. you know, I'm sure I was joking around about Vince. But I know I, as a broadcaster, um, I learned a lot from Vince. And I give I, I critique his stuff hard a lot of times. But a lot of times I put them over, too. And I put over the, their brand a lot. But I'm sure as like you or Chris or whatever, Dave Lagana, guys that are writers, you know, that wrote with and under Vince and then they left and get success outside of the WWE. I'm sure you learned a lot of stuff from Vince, right? Yeah, I mean, 
first of all, Vince, say what you whatever you want about WWE, and a lot of times their storylines miss, but the, Vince is a master storyteller. And Vince, I mean, I actually really like working with Vince. I know different people have different opinions. I, you know, I grew up loving WWE. It was a dream come true to work for Vince. And uh, I felt that I did learn a lot from him. I learned a lot about making quick decisions. You know, I mean, you go to Monday Night Raw and the script might change in an hour and then you got to go and produce that show. And and it's it's important to learn to make confident, quick decisions and believe in them, whether they end up being right or wrong. Right. The structure is more of a... Not, and some folks might, understand, might not understand. I know what you're saying. It's not that Vince and WWE has a loose structure. Their structure is tight. But what happens yeah. is someone makes a pitch at 7 p.m. before Raw's on or 6.30 or an agent or a wrestler or something or Vince changes his mind. And all of a sudden, he flips the script on you guys as the creative team, and you got to change on the fly, and there's no bucking that system. Yeah, but you know what? I, I like that in a sense because Vince – wants what he feels is the best idea on TV. So if he hears or has an idea late in the game and thinks that's the best thing to do, he'll go for it. And yeah. I and I think, you know, and uh and we do that in Big Brother a lot and uh and at Lucha Underground, make last minute decisions and lots of times it's for the best. So speaking of Big Brother, you know I'm a big fan of Big Brother and a, a lot of my audience uh has be, I, either were fans of Big Brother or became Big Brother fans, because I talk about it a good amount on the show here, you know, and people like Big Brother Wrestling, it has nothing to do with wrestling. I mean, except for, you know, Jesse came out and did pretty well yeah. in the business, right? <laughs> so, Mr. Pectacular. But um, the thing is, dude, I, I mean, every season, like my wife and I watch, and, you know, and we watch from day one, and I'm not like a super fan, you know, because I can't remember it all, but but I'm a fan. I watch everyone, and we TiVo it, and, I'm, you know, I text for you, you know, I'm a mock for it. Yeah. And, I, you know, I, I could only imagine, that's why I want you Pull back the curtain as, as much as you can. I know you can all the way. How, how much from a production standpoint, like you guys must be sitting as a production crew and writers and creators or whatever <clears throat> behind the scenes, because this is 24-7. These people are in this house for yeah. all these weeks, throughout the whole summer, 24-7, seven days a week. No no cell phones, no internet, no no hardline phone, no television, no radio. And I got to get to a point that you're sick of watching these people. <laughs> it's got <gotta>, to <laughs> be right or wrong. I'm sick of watching them. But, uh, <laughs> but it's crazy how, I mean, do you ever watch the live feeds? You're, you're, yeah. not, you're not in that deep. I'm not in that deep. I watch the show that's on Pop or whatever. You, I, I always forget the name. It used to be oh, on yeah. Showtime. After after dark. Yeah, that I, I don't watch it all the time. My wife does, but I watch some of that. I don't watch the live feeds though. No. Yeah, it you know, it's funny because the if you don't if you don't watch that stuff and you just watch the show on CBS three times a week, it, it seems like so much is happening. But the truth is, uh a lot of times uh there is there is a lot of downtime in the house because they uh they're locked in there uh with not not a lot to do, but I will say the thing that's so great about Big Brother is it forces people to be real. It forces people to be themselves. And we have such a mix of different personalities that inevitably interesting things always end up happening. I'll tell you what, interesting things happen also in the jury house. Uh, on this <laughs> Yo, that thing got real with Paul. Um, Paul Is it Paul or Paul? I always confused. The guy with the beard's Paul, right? Paulie. Paulie is and, in the jury. And uh, what's her name? Uh, the girl with the, the dress. Uh, yeah. Davon? Yes. Yo, yeah. that that got nuts in there. In the jury house. 
Yes, it did. I know. I think that's like the first time on Big Brother we've actually shown uh, people that work behind the scenes because, you know, when they're in the house, it's just cameras in the house. But at the jury shoot, you know, we go there and there's a few, you know, couple producers, camera people, and that got crazy that uh, our, yeah. our team did to break it up and <laughs> it was entertaining i'll tell you that it was entertaining <laughs> yeah i wish i had stopped by that day so casting this thing has got to be like very it's obviously vital any kind of reality show i would assume casting you want to get people that can be combustible but yet some people that are passive right there's an art to the casting isn't there yeah i mean i think ultimately i mean you try to get a get a good mix of people in there uh you don't want you know, 16 people that are all very similar. You you want to represent uh, all walks of life from the uh, across the country. Um, but I think what's most important is individually people uh, pop. And, you know, you know when talking to someone if you like watching them or not. Right. Um, and, and, you know, it doesn't always translate to the show. Every once in a while there's someone in casting who thinks it's going to be amazing and, Maybe they're not, but I, I think that we do a good job that everyone's dynamic in some way who's on Big Brother. I think you're right about that. So it's down to the final three right now, James, Paul, and Nicole. Yes. So I was hoping that Vic would end up winning this team because this guy came back from the dead like twice, right? I mean, like unheard of. This guy a true, was a true hardcore competitor, but they finally got him out, and they had him because this guy was going to go and just win the whole 500 grand. Yeah. He's awesome. He, I mean, it, it's crazy. I, I, I had wished he had had the uh, round trip ticket and, and gone out so he could have come back three times instead of only twice. But, Dude, the uh, round trip ticket. I thought, I thought the whole thing was going to be a work. You know I me. Mean? I think everything's a work, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> I do. You know, so <laughs> I, I, I thought, I really thought that um, that that it was going to be someone because I always think, you know, TV. I think, all right, they want numbers. They want to obviously get ratings, get people watching. So you yeah. want characters that are gravitating, that are uh, riveting to watch. And yeah. uh, I can't remember who I thought it was. I can't recall right now. But one of the first round trip, t I thought it was going to be uh, who, who? Frank. Yeah, Frank. Yes, yes. Yep. And it wasn't. <laughs> so yeah, I thought I thought it was work, but everything's a shoot, right on the show. Yeah, it's all real. I mean, I know that's the truth. I mean, with the round trip ticket, obviously, uh, it would have been a great TV moment if someone had had it who had been evicted. But uh, it's not the way it played out. Uh, yeah, Paul. Paul had it. Uh, he was the one who actually solved the riddle and got in the room, and he picked the right ticket. It was yeah. pretty impressive. He's got some social game, that Paul. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, he is amazing. You know, he came in there and he didn't know really anything about the game. He right. was on the outs early. I don't know if you remember. He was lying with Jose and yeah, Victor. Yeah, I do. I do. Jose remember. went. Victor yep. went, and Paul was dead man walking, and he somehow made people like him. He and made he it through the rain. He made it through the rain, as I say on my show. Um, <laughs> hey, so uh, I remember, I don't know, how long have you been on Big Brother now, working on it? This is now, I started on season eight, so, um, and this is season 18, so. Wow, I didn't know you were that long. The guy that sticks out to me the most is, obviously remember, Evil Dick. Yes, that was my first season, actually. Oh, was it really? That guy yeah. was just, wow, talk about combustible. Holy cow, yeah. lightning rod city, dude. Yeah, it was crazy. And he won. I mean, he yeah. was yeah. He, he did what he did in the house. He intimidated everyone, and they ended up giving him the money. <laughs> By the way, side note on his season, um, Eric Stein, who was America's player on his season, worked at the WWE. He started on the same day as me. He was a writer's assistant. Really? Uh, oh. Yeah, he didn't last 
very long, but when I started on Big Brother, I saw the cast. I said, are you kidding me? It's that guy? <laughs> and he was good on the show, too. That's pretty funny. I didn't know that. A little behind-the-scenes yeah. Jones right there. Well, listen, bro, I appreciate you jumping on. I know it's early day in California, man. And uh, listen, bro, good chatting with you right here on the Skype gimmick, and thanks for coming on, and, and continue success with Lucha Underground and, and Big Brother, too, my favorite things, and you're right in the middle of it. I envy you. Yeah, thank you so much. And by the way, I, I get stuck in traffic. L.A. traffic's horrible, and I love listening to your show. So thank you for providing me with entertainment. Hey, you, uh, you got it, yeah. brother. I, I appreciate that. Coming from a guy like you is uh, much more creative than me. Uh, that means a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Thank you so much, Des. All right, Chris, we'll talk to you down the road, brother. All right, buddy. Thanks. See you, man. So that was Chris Roach right there, real nice of Chris. You can follow Chris on Twitter if you'd like, uh, at CM underscore Roach. Okay, so uh, he's a great dude, very, very talented guy, very smart guy, a lot of success all the years uh, in entertainment, from, you know, from wrestling and, and into Big Brother. And also, by the way, I should have talked about it, in 2014, uh, he co-wrote a screenplay, uh, Nonstop, an action mystery thriller with Liam Neeson and uh, Julian Moore. So, you know, Chris, uh, very successful guy, very smart guy. I should get, I should fire all you guys and have Chris come and just like, you know, write the Taz show every day. Just fire everybody. You should. I should do that. Just You want to be fired so bad, don't you? That's why I'm spray painting in the bathroom. You are a rotten son of a bitch. Daz is still trending. Oh, no, 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 no. He's still trending. Here he is. Trending, trending. Oh, it's so nice being successful. I And they thought I was just a jobber, bro. <laughs> they thought I was mid-card City Jones. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh Not Forget so Forget the fat. Western States. Forget, Forget it. Nah, nah. <laughs> well, we're in a world title today, jobber. Yeah, so there's your Taz. So, look, man, I want to thank uh, – it's a very special edition. Not only I want to thank my special guest, Chris Roach, who just jumped off to Skype with me, but I also want to thank uh, impromptu, impromptu out of nowhere – uh, the great UFC fighter, the young Mickey Gall, jumping on the show out of nowhere. So thanks to Mick and thanks to, you know, Chris for both jumping on here. And thanks for all the guys and girls, no girls today, but guys that called the show and people that were on Facebook. Sorry I gave you no love today, but Facebook Live, I'll get you on Monday. And if you want to check out the podcast version of the show, that'll drop in about an hour. The VOD will drop uh, probably around 1230 Eastern. For the captain, I'm Taz. Have a good weekend. We'll see you Monday. Back then when I was only worried about my top friends Now my circle is getting smaller All these people acting fake, man And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love Haters been hiding behind the screen, man, they movie cuts And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same Cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up I wanna go back to days with no grades We ordered the kids' meal Instagram page, but these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now. I've been wondering where the party at, cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at. To go and pour another drink just to get away. We gotta live it up, Carolina here to stay. I'm hoping I won't let you go. Since I was shooting hoops, no issues, you know what I've been going through. And it's for the team, no I go for
my dreams. I've been on tours.